So thanks y'all for coming. We have Officer Baker with us today, and he's going to talk a little bit about technology. And when we first started kind of talking about these speaker series, you know, we were thinking, like, what do we wish as parents that we just knew or heard? I think y'all know my boys are teenagers, but I still am struggling with this topic and how to parent and how to be in the know, but not overbearing, but not just take away their technology altogether because that's the world we live in. And so I was really, really thankful to come across this program and Officer Baker and his content, I think it speaks volumes. It's a little bit scary, um, but that's why we're here is just to kind of educate ourselves. And so with that, I will hand it over to mm. Officer Baker. Thank you. Like Mary said, Deputy Baker with the uh, Sheriff's Office. Um, I've been a deputy for 10 years with the Sheriff's Office. Um, I'm currently a school resource officer in Washington Township. So me and another deputy, we share nine schools. Six, six are uh, public and then the three private schools. I teach this to the seventh graders at Watts Middle School because it's kind of where middle schoolers are at with their technology. When I started as an SRO two years ago, we had all these presentations about, you know, drugs and vaping, alcohol, things like that. And I thought to myself, what, what else could we be teaching the kids? And I thought, well, what, what does their life revolve around? Not really revolve around, but I mean, it's a majority of their life is the technology and stuff like that. So this is what I created. Mary referred to some of the stuff being scary. There's not too much scariness in this since it is taught to 12 and 13 year olds. So the one with the, uh, the square and the circle, that's Instagram. Um, the ghost is Snapchat, uh, and then you've got TikTok. So Snapchat is a huge, have you heard of Snapchat? Okay, so that is what is, you know, that's how they communicate with one another. It's not the old regular text message that, you know, we use, you know, it's like, well, what's a text message? Oh, I don't know. Um, so all of those apps, those are encrypted apps, which means that when two people are communicating with one another, nobody can intercept it. And if they do, they're not gonna be able to know what one is saying to another one. Yeah. And the one with the paper airplane, the telegram, and that, that one is kind of scary. So you've got the R, the Roblox, you know, that's a video game that kids play but there are things that kids can do in that Roblox with talking with one another. All right, so we'll talk a little bit about Snapchat. Um, and by show of hands, I know Mary, you've got teenagers. Does anybody else have a teenager that, or kids that use Snapchat? Grandkids. You grandkids that use Snapchat. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit about it and that way you have an understanding of what it is if, if you're not um, aware of what Snapchat is but yes so snapchat they use it they just communicate um, they're called snaps they send messages they send pictures i have a 15 year old daughter you know it's like oh i'm taking a picture and you know snapping it off to my friends so that's that's how they communicate with one another and <clears throat> snapchat when you do that the person that receives it once they open it up and they see it it goes away but does it really go away no okay so 
they think it goes away, but it, it doesn't go away. By law, Snapchat has to save all of that stuff for X amount of time because if something is inappropriate, then we can get a search warrant and they have to turn that over to us. And with that, we'll talk a little bit more about the sexting later on. But that, so yeah, with the Snapchat, the geo codes and the geo filters, we know geo is, you know, is short for ge geographic. But the, the uh, Snap Map, when they have that on and they're using it, anybody in the world knows where your kids are at, like you said. Exactly where Yes. So, and then geo filters and all of that stuff, and then even the codes, the latitude and longitude. I mean, it, it puts you exactly right where you're at. So, with the snap mat, I would encourage you to make sure you talk to your kids about not having that on because if they have friends that they think are their friends, you know, that they friended and, you know, oh, well, that's just Billy from school. Well, is it really Billy from school? Okay, so that stuff can lead to other stuff down the road. With that, I, I tell the kids tonight, go home, sit down with mom and dad, make sure you go through all the apps that you have and go through the privacy settings to make sure that everything is set up so nobody has access to know where you're at and exactly you know what you're doing so privacy settings ghost mode the ghost mode i mean ghost you can't see so ghost mode if the, if they have that on nobody no one none of their friends can see where they're at okay so they can't be they can't be tracked down kind of same thing with location tracker just turn that off so they can't be located now family center has anybody heard of Family Center with Snapchat? So Snapchat actually has this setup, which is fantastic because I learned about it and me and my wife put it on our daughter's phone and you thought the world was going to end. You know, she, no, it's not. It's not that we don't trust you. I just know what is out there. I don't trust <clears throat> others. So with Family Center, you can, you'll, you'll download Snapchat on your phone and then you can access the family center and then your sons have to accept the invitation to be in family center. They're probably gonna be reluctant about it, but we told our daughter like, hey, I'm not invading your privacy. I'm not, you know, I'm not looking over your shoulder. I'm not, it's if something would happen if they would get themselves into some trouble or if they're getting bullied or if, <clears throat> maybe they made a poor choice and sent a photo out that they shouldn't have we have access to go in there and find out what was said who they were talking with and all of that stuff so it can be turned over so that's how i kind of explained that to my daughter was like it's just for your protection and it's just so we know that you're okay and if you do make a mistake we can catch it sit down with your kids with the snapchat or any other app Go through their friends, make sure that they can tell you exactly who is who and how they know them. Because how these criminals work is they'll create fake accounts, use pictures, and they'll say that they're Susie from Magzig Middle School and blah, 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 and I know so-and-so. Okay, well, let's be friends. So go through, go through their list, make sure they know and they can tell you who all of those friends are and how they know them. And I tell them, 
If you don't know them, if you have never personally met them, don't friend them. My daughter's 15 years old. She's had her phone for three years and she got it early because she was in gymnastics and we wanted, her to, we wanted to be able to communicate with her when she was at the gym if we needed to or she could get a hold of us. But her phone is still set up. She cannot download any app without, my wife has a certain code that my wife's the only one that knows and she cannot download anything without coming to us and saying, hey, I want this and then we'll evaluate it and she wants TikTok, and I'm like, no, you're not getting TikTok. <laughs> you know, so you're buying the phone, you're paying the bill, you have total control over that phone. I always encourage the parents to, and I heard you guys, you have a three and a five year old, so in however many years it is that you decide, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, phones may be obsolete by then, but <laughs> if you do. Yep. Yes. So, I mean, just take control of that phone, you know, have total control. We, we still take our daughter's phone um, and we take my son's phone also, and we'll go through it every now and then just to make sure that everything is good. And it's not, I mean, we trust our kids, but you, you, you really don't know. So just that's, I would just keep, keep control as, you know, as much as you can, you know, don't, and also, they shouldn't be in their bedroom after they go to bed with their phone. Our kids charge their phone downstairs in the kitchen. It doesn't, it doesn't go to bed with them because they don't need to be up at two or three o'clock in the morning talking to anybody. I know some kids take their phones into the bathroom. Why are you taking your phone in the bathroom? Okay, those are, those are kind of the little things that you, you need to kind of look out for. Snapchat, you have to send an invite like, hey, be my friend and then they accept and then that's how you become friends. Let's say me and Mary are friends and then you and Mary are friends. You're not gonna be able to see my stuff. And then I can choose who I'm sending my snaps. It's kind of a large, it's a glorified text messaging system really is what it is. You can have 10 people in a, in a snap. All right, so then we, we have TikTok. I struggle with this one, I have TikTok. And you said rabbit hole, I get stuck in the rabbit hole every now and then just watching random stuff, but I tell the kids, leave it up to your parents to allow you to have it or not. I don't think it's probably really appropriate for younger kids. With TikTok and Instagram, I tell the kids that it does allow you to be creative, which I think is good for kids. It allows them to be, whether they're singing, they're making videos, whether they're funny or dancing or whatever, it allows them to be creative and express themselves. But as parents, we have to make sure they're doing it appropriately and in a, in a safe manner. And I tell the kids, you know, if that's what you're using it for, great. They'll just throw something out there and if you stop on it for just a couple seconds, <clears throat> you're gonna start seeing more stuff like that. So once, yeah, so once something pops up and if your kid watches that, then it's, they're just gonna continue to get more and more and stuff like that. You can watch videos, and then there's also challenges. Some of the challenges are good. Some of them are not so good. Some of them are pretty dumb. I tell the kids some, some stuff that they put on there, some videos challenges is the corn cob challenge where they take a power drill and they stick a corn cob 
you know, and take the drill bit, put it in the corn cob, and then turn it on, and the corn cob's going around, and you try to eat it. Well, you lose your teeth and all of that stuff. So I warn the kids when you're, if you do have TikTok and you're watching that stuff, and I know you guys had the presentation um, last week with what is real, you know, what to believe and what not to believe on the internet kind of goes hand in hand with that. Like, if you see something, you're like, well, that's stupid. Well, yeah, and then don't try it. Um, and I always throw out this story too, is that, has anybody heard of Orbeez? Yeah. The little gels, okay, and then they shoot them out of a uh, toy gun. Well, yeah. Yeah. So what happened on, you know, they see this Orbeez challenge on TikTok. Well, this group of kids down in Texas took it a little bit further. They froze the Orbeez, okay, which obviously makes them harder and it's going to get hurt if you get shot with it. Well, they filmed all of this. Um, they were driving down the highway. Oh, and excuse me, I'm sorry, it was in Maryland, Baltimore. Um, but they're driving down the highway and they pull up next to a family, husband, wife, and then they have their little child in the back. Windows are down and they shoot into the car. I think they probably struck the driver, you know, which made him lose control, um, but he did not wreck the car. And I always tell the kids, okay, not a smart decision because one, if he would have wrecked the car, you know, what, what's gonna happen? You know, mom and dad could get hurt, little child in the back could get hurt. I said, and then think about it, what if they would have wrecked the car and what if, they, what if all of them would have died, okay? Then the kids that were shooting into the car they face legal consequences that you end up with murder charges and, and all of that stuff. So I always remind the kids, you have to be smart and make good decisions. Yes. So when the kids post a TikTok, is it public or can they choose who sees it? So with TikTok, now this gets tricky too because apps have, like if you download an app and you're supposed to put in your age, your kid is putting is downloading an app on their phone that maybe they shouldn't are they going to put that they're 12 years old or they're 13 years old yeah. they're probably going to put that they're over 18 well with TikTok if you're under 18 when you make a video you have to authorize who can see your videos okay so TikTok does a little bit of a good job with that but again, that's if they're putting in their you know, correct age. And I've got a, a story with this because we're going to go to Instagram. So Instagram, kind of the same thing as TikTok. My son has an account, but it's monitored. It, it was created by me and then our daughter has an account too. And my wife is in charge of that. It was created for their sports. We document their sports and hopefully maybe get them a college scholarship. We'll see. So with, yeah, Instagram, same thing. You can post photos and videos and all of that stuff. Really, I don't know how much the kids use Instagram anymore. I don't think it's probably as popular. Snapchat is big and I know there's probably some other apps. We know 
that <clears throat> all of these apps and the technology, it's always, it's always changing and it keeps us on our toes. With Instagram, like I said, it, I talk to the kids about this and I tell them you know, that my son has an account and my daughter has an account and it's for their sports. And when I have it set up to, if anybody wants to friend my son, it has to be approved by me and you would not believe how many, and my son, he's uh, 12 years old, and again, my daughter's 15, but with my son, there are requests all the time from good-looking women, because of the picture, it's a good-looking female, and she's like late 20s, and I tell the kids, why would a good-looking 28-year-old want to be friends with a 12-year-old boy that do you really think it's a 28 year old female no it's who knows who knows who it is but they're on the other side of the world and we'll talk more about that in a little bit with the uh, sextortion and stuff like that but same thing with my daughter you have a good looking male that wants to be friends with at that time it was like a you know she was 13 and 14 years old and it's like i know what you're doing okay so they don't really contact them they just on your on your instagram feed it comes up with all sorts of pictures and like people you 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 may know and stuff like that but and also these criminals they sit there and they just all they do is search the internet and search these apps all day long and they just it's like they're fishing in a big pond so as soon as something pops up that you know, well, hey, this, here's a 12 year old boy or here's a 14 year old girl. That, yeah, and they can't see anything about, they just, they, just, they just see the Instagram name in the, in, the, in the profile picture and that's it. And so we were talking about what's behind you when you're posting videos and photos. And I talk to the kids all the time that, and I'll ask them, who has Instagram? And you'll have, you'll have several of them that will raise their hands and I'll ask them, well, let me ask you this. How many friends do you have? Well, you get some of them that are like, well, I've got five or I've got 20. And I'm like, great, that's fantastic. But then sometimes you get people that, oh, I've got 500. You're 13, how do you, I'm like, how do you know, possibly don't know 500 people? There's no way. And then I tell them this story. There was a lady that contacted me and wanted me to go talk to her niece because her niece would not listen to her or her mom about what she was doing on Instagram. So I went and talked to her. She was a student at a school. It's not anywhere around here, but she had over 1500 followers on Instagram and she was 17 years old at the time. Okay. She's not going to know 1500 people. So what she was doing, she just was posting stuff that was kind of not really inappropriate, but maybe a little bit risky for a 17 year old. Mom and dad were divorced. Dad lives in Columbus. Obviously mom lives around here. Dad had bought her a gun for her birthday, a handgun. So she had posted, she had taken a picture of it, posted it on her Instagram account. You know, hey, the, my dad bought me this gun, blah, 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 which is fine. It's legal. It, they only used it to go shooting you know, when dad was with her at a range. But then she also had a video on there at her dad's house. And it was a video of this 
large like walk-in closet that he had in his house and it was you open up the door and all three walls were lined with guns i mean i liked it but it just rifles and shotguns and handguns and i said to her you can't be posting that stuff i said because those 1500 followers that you have i don't know let's just say 30 of them are your really good friends but what about the other 14 you know 1470 what if somebody sees that you know and then then they friend a friend of you and oh yeah well i know i know where dad i know where dad lives at well, he lives in columbus and here's his address i said what happens when they're going to show up at your house and what are they coming to get they're coming to get the guns i said and your dad's there i said he's not going to let let them just come in and take the guns and you know whatever he's going to put up a fight i said he's going to get hurt you know and i was blunt and i said what if he dies you know and i said well what if you were there by yourself dad wasn't there they come i said what if they hurt you what if they take you started crying and you know kind of got through and i didn't want to be that blunt but sometimes you have to um, so yes i stress with the kids that you have to be aware of what is behind you in the background and you have to be careful of who you are allowing to have access to your account <clears throat> with that little section that i talked to them about tell them that you know what they are posting with their videos and their photos it has i know it's kind of hard to see but it has future and legal consequences for them and i tell them I'm like you guys are at the age where you're kind of you have to create a your brand of yourself your image of yourself is what you're putting out there so you have to be careful what you're putting out there because when you go to college if you start putting in college applications and are the colleges going to do a background check on you they're going to do a thorough check and if you're posting things that you shouldn't be posting or conducting yourself in a manner that you shouldn't be they're going to look at you and the university is going to be like ah, you don't you don't fit type of student we want here so you're not going to you're not going to get accepted and i said and then take that a little bit further when you get out of college same thing when you're applying for a job you go for an interview and let's say it comes down to you and another person and you know they are researching your social media and all of that stuff and they see this stuff that you've 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 put out there you know do you think you're going to get the job probably not because it's it's hard for a 12 13 14 year old person to think that you know well six years down the road this is going to affect me all right so sexting it's just when you send the messages as photographs to one another that's sexting so for juveniles they just think it's photographs i said it's not just photographs i said it can be messages it can be just word they also think that if it's between two people that if it's boyfriend girlfriend that if it's both both of them choose to do it on their own that it's okay and i tell them no it's not i said because if if my daughter had a boyfriend and i found out he sent her a picture i have the right to press charges against him whether my daughter wanted it or not i still can say nope 
and I can press charges and they're like, oh, well, I didn't know that. So if you do run into that, yes, you do have that right to press charges against the other juvenile, even though your child really wanted it. And I just stress with them, obviously you shouldn't be doing that behavior anyway. So we don't send any messages like that. We don't send any photos um, or anything like that. And then if somebody asks you to send a photo, no, don't do it. Okay. And just here's the legal um, wording for it. It's actually disseminating matter harmful to juveniles. And it basically says you're not allowed to furnish that stuff to a juvenile. And I talked further with them that um, it starts out as a misdemeanor, but depending on the pictures and the videos or whatever, it can be at the felony level. And then I also talked to them that if, if they do partake in that activity and they do go into the court system, that the juvenile court is gonna take their phone and I always tell them, I said, well, mom and dad are gonna be real unhappy that that $500 phone has gotten taken. And the juvenile court can choose not to return that phone whatsoever. Depending on the severity of it, they can just keep it. Most of the time, the child will get it back after they complete whatever it is that the judge puts, puts forth, whether they put them on probation, community service, there will be a class that they have to go to that teaches them about not partaking in that those activities and doing that stuff so there's just the huge things that uh, they might have to do and I always kind of like to scare them I'm like do you really want to clean bathrooms you know and pick up trash on the side of the road and they get a terrified look on their face and I said well just keep that in mind so they're doing it on all sorts of stuff but snapchat they're doing it on I've seen it where they're use, they've used school Chromebooks. They're using video game platforms, whether it's a PlayStation or the Xbox, you know, things like that. So any, any device that has a camera or even the capability of just recording, they're using, okay? But Snapchat, I've seen it. Uh, we've taken reports before where Somebody's taken a photo of themselves and they've sent it to another person. Well, and I always tell them, I'm like, you think it goes away, but what happens if you send it out and they take a screenshot of it, okay? So yes, it goes away, but that person screenshotted it and now they can forward it on and it just, and it just keeps going. So then they show up next day at school and everybody knows that Johnny posted a photo of his private parts when he's getting made fun of and, and, and all of that stuff. And they, and they don't, when they do that, they don't realize that that's how big it can get that quickly. They just think it goes away, but it doesn't. So this is the sexploitation and sextortion stuff. This is becoming bigger and bigger as time goes by. It does not only happen at the younger level it's happening my wife works at ud it happens with the college kids so we know what 
extortion is yeah. when somebody is deceived or coerced or forced to take part in a sexual activity or photos and videos. And the way that this works is that you have the criminals out there. With this extortion stuff, we're seeing that the people are from Indonesia, Africa, and the Ivory Coast. So they're super far away. It's not anybody around here. So they create the fake accounts. They become friends with, Mary, I'll use your son. They become friends with your son. And then they, they say, well, I know so-and-so. And, and they just create those fake accounts. Make your son get comfortable with them. Talk with them. And I mean, it, it's a grooming process. They're, they're grooming them until they can get what they want out of them. So that's how that works. They just create the fake accounts and find something in common to talk about. And then it just kind of goes from there. Whenever I get like a fake email, you can tell by the way it's written that it's not proper grammar. You, you beat me to it, but yes, if you... Kids, I work in a high school and kids don't even use right for, you know, correct grammar when they're <laughs> But you can, you can tell when you read it, like you said, that it's not, and you would be able to tell that it's not a teenager that's writing it as well. So with the story that I have, I took a report last year. It was a high school student. She had been in contact, and this is on that Telegram app that I was telling you about. And it's, it's, all, in, it's all encrypted. So all of those apps right there, they're encrypted. It means that it, once you send a message out, it cannot be intercepted. And if I intercept it, I'm not gonna be able to, I'm not gonna be able to tell what you are sending out. And they also have secret chat rooms in that Telegram, which is even more scary. She met this, supposedly it was a boy on Telegram. He said he was so-and-so from the same high school. They started talking. She really honestly thought it was him because he had done his research and they just, they talked over a few days. She got comfortable with him. He asked her for a photo. She was kind of reluctant and he pushed a little bit harder. So she sends him a nude, a nude photo and a little bit of time goes by in the, in the same conversation. Well, now I want you to send me a video of you doing this. She's like, mm, I don't really know if I should. Well, he says, well, I know where you live. And then he rattled off mom and dad's name, rattled off some more information, but it was all information that's out there that's easy for these people to get. But she was like, oh, well, if you already know that, I better do it. Cause he, and then he's like, because if not, then I'll just share this photo and everybody at school will know what you did. So she made the mistake. She made a video and sent it to him. And luckily she had the courage to say, hey, mom, I messed up. This is what I did. Nothing further happened. And I'll talk a little bit more about how it could have gotten worse and what these um, people actually do. And then, so obviously they contacted us, made a report, and then it gets 
reported to ICAC, ICAC. This is up in Cuyahoga County and it's a task force and it's internet crimes against children. Okay, so they have this task force out there. They deal with this stuff all the time and we'll talk about more about that at the end. There was also a boy that was a high school student in the state of Ohio and they have a foundation. He's, it's the James Foundation and he got caught up in this sextortion and sex, uh, sexploitation. The people contacted him and was grooming him and got him to send photos, multiple photos. And they told him that, you know, well, <clears throat> then they wanted him to send $6,000 and it started off pretty high at $6,000. This, this whole conversation took place from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. And in that span, they got him to send multiple pictures. They started with, you know, well, you need to send us $6,000 or we're gonna, we're gonna share these photos out at school and with all of your friends on social media. And just, it, it goes on like that. And first he says, no, and I'm just gonna block you. And then they're like, well, no, don't block me because then this is gonna happen. And it, it was just, it just, it went out of control very quickly and he got them he got it down to they went from six thousand dollars down to a hundred dollar apple card okay so and that again that's what they do they you know they try to get money out of you and then if you're not going to do it they tell you all these bad things that are going to happen and then like i said it dwindles down and they go as low as they can go but they got them down to a hundred dollar apple card he tried to buy it, wasn't able to buy it, and thought there was no other way out because he didn't want to tell mom and dad what he did, and he ended up taking his life. So in that span from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m., and right before 6 a.m., he took his life because he didn't, he didn't think there was any other way out of it. And so what ICAC has done you know, yeah, you want to be frustrated with your kids for, you know, doing something like that and, you know, maybe making a poor decision, but you have to, they're young and they're going to make mistakes. But I tell my kids, like, listen, we, you know, you're not supposed to do stuff like that, but if you do come tell us that you messed up, you know, fortunately enough for the girl last year, she had the courage enough to go to mom and say, yeah, I messed up. Okay, well, kind of got, you know, fixed. It didn't go any further. You just kind of have to have that open conversation with your kids. The good thing about ICAC is that they are a task force out of the Cuyahoga County Prosecutor's Office. And then there are 61 task forces across the country in, in, in multiple states. And they work together and work on prosecuting the criminals and things like that. So there are there are things that can be done with with the photos that are sent and the accounts and all of that stuff. When the people report and contact ICAC, there's a there's a reporting line and you can take a screenshot of this pamphlet that I have. But when you contact them, they'll get in contact with you. They're gonna they're gonna ask and they're gonna want as much information about your child's social media account and then whatever 
information you can gather from who the photo was sent to and, and all of that stuff. Because then all of that's put in a database and if something out in California happens with somebody, all of that stuff matches up and can help with the prosecution. So if it's within the states, it, it is very possible that they can find and prosecute you know, the criminals. It's, it's, it's mainly just the photos and the videos that are being sent out. And once, and so what they're doing, like they're getting those photos and they're getting those videos and then they're instantly, they're telling you that you've got to send me $500 or I'm going to send this out. Well, they've already, <clears throat> I guarantee you, they've already sent it out and it's already on Pornhub, multiple other things that they, that they've just put it out or they're selling it to somebody else and making money. They're just trying to get a little bit more money out of you if you're willing to send them $500. But when we were kids and stuff like that, like you had to worry about the bad people being at the park. Well, nowadays they don't even have to leave mom's basement. They have everything in front of them. They can do everything from their phone or they can do everything from their laptop, which, and, and that's the scary part. But all we can do is educate our kids and be willing to have those open conversations and let them know that you can come talk to us Yes, I'm going to be upset that it happened, but we'll get we'll get through it. Have you guys heard of Omegle? So, Omegle, this is really really bad. It kind of goes back to the whole Yahoo chat rooms that we had when Yahoo came out. So, Omegle, it's it's online. My daughter's heard of it. And what they can do, you go in and you register and you're not really registering, but you just, you get on. Omegle randomly pairs you up with somebody just to chat and have a conversation with. There's no screening, there's no background checks or anything like that. And there have been multiple, multiple things where the guy from ICAC from Cuyahoga County told us that his son got on Omegle one time to chat. For the first time, he just, he had heard Omega at school. So he gets home, doo -doo -doo -doo, gets on and they paired him up, screen pops up and it was 10 people doing horrible things to one another that I think his son was like 13 at the time that a 13 year old boy should not see. There's no filter on it, there's, there's no screening. They just, you can talk with anybody. So you could log on and somebody could be doing, you know, shooting up heroin. You don't know what you're gonna get. I don't know how they can get away with it, but they do. Or, you know, maybe you start, they start chatting with somebody and again, it's the grooming, maybe you're online with them for an hour and then it just progressively gets worse. So that's, that's one, that I would, uh, you know, obviously stay away from. And so with this, I just always stress with the kids, that's the circle, everybody that you're friends with or you're following or that's following you, you should personally know. And hopefully that gets across to them. Um, that you allow follow you and be friends with you on your social media sites. Thank you. Absolutely. What are some of the questions that the kids ask you? Do they are they kind of like shell-shocked? <laughs> yeah, they don't really, they don't really ask too many questions. Um, and I, maybe that's probably car, par for the course with, you know, yeah. the teenagers are like, well, I know it all, you know. Um, but yeah, they don't really, 
ask too many questions. And I mean, they're smarter at that app stuff than I am. But I just want to pass that information along to them. And I, and I tell the kids, not with just that presentation, but with all the other presentations that we do for them, like I'm not here to tell you you know, don't do this, don't do that. And I just let them, I give them the information and I tell them, you guys need to be smart about making your own decisions. But if you're faced with something like this, kind of pull that out of your head like, well, Deputy Baker said I shouldn't do this. Okay, then don't do it. So, yeah. Brandon, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome.